I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, y'all. I'm Joe Tower, and you're listening to Tales of Male Folly, a storytelling podcast. Every episode, we bring you one new story, recorded live at one of our shows of the same name, held every other month at the Virgil Bar in Los Angeles. Each show is a lineup of four dudes, tasked with sharing a personal story in front of a live audience about the embarrassment, shame, and for lack of a better term, folly of being a dude. I'm the host, and if you're in the LA area, you should check out our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash talesofmalfolly, or our Tumblr, talesofmalfolly.tumblr.com, for upcoming event dates and times. The show has been produced by The Hatbeard Company and The Knights Young, and presented in partnership with Big Brothers Big Sisters of Greater Los Angeles. This podcast is available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and of course, always right here on the Extra Credit Network. Also, if you've got a story that you'd like to tell in spoken or written form, email us at talesofmalfolly at gmail.com. All right, enough chit-chat. On with the folly. For this episode, we bring you a story told at our most recent live event, The Folly Palooza. On January 24th at the Virgil, we celebrated our 12th show, and it was a big one. We had a production crew, a double-sized lineup, a special guest, and our very own Alex Credet, a.k.a. DJ Menace to Snacks, was spinning on the ones and twos. If you'd like to learn more about the event, you can visit our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash talesofmalfolly, or our Tumblr, talesofmalfolly.tumblr.com. Leading off the night was Joe O'Malley, a good buddy of mine who, in addition to being a great filmmaker and craftsman, is also a very accomplished actor. And in fact, the story he told takes place in the world of professional regional theater, where in this particular incident, coming of age, curiosity, and youthful naivete cross paths with one very forward-leading man. So let's raise the curtain and cue the lights for this tale of male folly. I want to thank uh, Joe Tower for being the most evolved man I've ever met, despite his little boy hat and his banana yellow hoodie. Um, He's a real grown-up, and I look up to him every day. Uh, So sexuality is a spectrum, right? And I'm on it, and you're on it, and both of you are on it together, and that's beautiful. Um, But... (laughs) When I was a kid growing up in the suburbs in the 90s, um, it, it seemed like less of a spectrum, and you kind of knew where you were on one side or the other. And for me as a kid, the jury was still out for a long time. And um, uh, I, I knew that the jury was out because I thought it was one thing, but then people in my high school would shout the other thing at me. And... and I, <laughs> 
And so I went, <laughs> you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be closed off now. I don't want to, I don't want I'm going to listen to all the opinions and then make a decision. <laughs> so, um, uh, my mom's friends once actually came up to her and asked her, you know, is he And you know, in the politest way? And she said, no, of course not. And then immediately went to me and said, are you? And I went, no, of course not. In that tone, which made me go, but, um, cause I was a, I was a tiny kid who had a really, really high voice and I loved musical theater and my favorite cartoon character was Snagglepuss. And I, I just thought he was exuberant and, um, I actually had a hat that I would wear everywhere, and the hat was purple, and I didn't understand why. But everybody else seemed to, especially the kids who were shouting at me in high school. Um, and so I, I, I spent a lot of time questioning whether, whether I was, because I couldn't really talk to women. I didn't understand how, um, and uh, I would get in trouble um, playing baseball uh, for singing selections from Les Mis in right field as balls are whizzing over my head, and it was a confusing time. And, uh, and I thought, you know, it would make sense if I were. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, would, I would get off the bus and like, sorry, like, <laughs> Jete, you know, and um, and I'd, I'd refer to like touchdowns in football as like wonderful catches, and um, yeah, except for the fact that I always fell so painfully in love with women, and so to a normal person they would look at that and go, oh well, ow, that hurts in the good way, in the pain, you know, the way that doesn't have words and that would be where you stand. But I, I always had a question in the back of my mind. Um, but fast forward to college, I'm in a wonderful relationship with a wonderful woman of a year and she's blonde and she's a dancer and she's funny and we say I love you like every second of every day. <laughs> we go on weekends to Carmel, like one weekend, but still it was like amazing. <laughs> And so I, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty confident that I know where I stand on this spectrum. Um, and then I get an internship at the California Shakespeare Theater. And um, the first day of rehearsal, it starts. I'm terrified, as I am now. Um, and there are, you know, a horde of people, people I've seen on stage. They're all spectacular. Um, the person, because I, I don't think I Googled at that point, I asked Jeeves about the cast. And, um, and I, I saw the guy playing uh, Hal in Henry IV. He's like the title character, or I guess he'll be Henry V, but still he's like the, the guy. And uh, so I'm terrified in the corner, and I look over at him, and he winks at me, and I kind of smile, and then he maintains eye contact and walks all the way across the room to me and shakes my hand, and he says, this is going to be fun. <laughs> And I go, yeah, I, I hope so. And he goes, oh no, it will be. <laughs> and then he walks away. And immediately after, another actor comes up who I've come, he's turned into a mentor. He's a wonderful human being. And he comes up and he goes, be careful. 
And I go, why? And he goes, he wants to fuck you. <laughs> and I go, really? <laughs> and that there, that was not the response I thought would come from me. <laughs> really? <laughs> And that started a line of dangerous questioning in my head, because now I am in love with this girl, but I think, if really, then maybe this is a problem. I better figure this thing out, because this thing would not work when the rest of my life I'm saying, really, you know? Um, so, uh, Weeks of rehearsal go on, looks are thrown across the board. I'm like a young, eager actor at this point, and so I am like maintaining eye contact, like I'm staying in the game no matter when it's thrown at me, but I don't know the signals that I'm sending because I can't control the signals that I'm sending, and I think I kind of know the signals that I'm sending, and I'm kind of okay with it. So uh, a couple of weeks into rehearsal, I uh, come up to Sean, who has red hair and pale skin and kind of like a fiendish little smile. Um, that was for me, I just realized. That wasn't yours at all. Um, but <laughs> I come up to him and I go, um, hey, I'm, uh, I'm understudying for Hotspur. I know that doesn't make any sense because I'm, I, look at me. Um, uh, Hotspur's supposed to be like big and domineering. You guys, it's, it's okay. Um, <laughs> so I say, I'm understudying and I'd love to talk through the scenes because I'm just figuring it out. And he stares at me and he goes, oh, you want to figure it out? <laughs> and I go, yeah, yeah, I think I want to figure it out. And he goes, I'll help you figure it out. And I go, okay, let's figure it out then. <laughs> and then he goes, why don't you come over to my apartment tonight? the actor housing, and I go, yeah, that, 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 that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, let's go to the actor housing, sure. And so I show up to his house, and I'm terrified, and I brought a bottle of wine because I knew what was going on, and my script, and I'm shaking um, because I've never done this before, and also I'm about to cheat on my girlfriend, which, like, still hurts now to say because I know how awful that is and like I can picture her face and that that's again that's just for me that's not for you um so so I show up and I go in and we make small talk and he pours a glass of wine and uh I sit down on the couch and I pull out my script and he's kissing me already and I'm kissing him back and it's never happened before, and I feel nothing. <laughs> I just feel dead from here down, like it has like, curled up in a blanket. It has gone to sleep, like his face is scratching me, like, like low-grade sandpaper, and... and so there's this episode of Boy Meets World where Corey... 
where like Corey has been in a relationship with Topanga for a long time and he goes out for the first time with this girl who's like really cute and like he should be into her and they get to the doorstep and he kisses her and then he stops and she goes, what's wrong? And he goes, you're just not Topanga. And I go, oh, he's not Topanga. <laughs> so, I, I immediately go, you know what, it's getting really late, because I've been here for 15 minutes now. It's getting really late, and we, the interns have to get up really early tomorrow, because, you know, we're not equity, so we're, it's indentured servitude. you got to get up later, so I know your schedule, that's weird. I'm going to go, um, and he goes, okay, no, that's fine, that's fine. And he kisses me again, and lets me go. And I get in the car, and I'm like, wow. Okay. Maybe I was just nervous. Which is insane, because I should have figured it out at this point. That should have been the moment where everything made sense, and I, I, I call my girlfriend and I go, let's get married, which would have been a bad idea, because, uh, spoiler alert, we're not together anymore. But um, I went, oh, I must have been nervous. And also, how do you really know? I mean, how do you know until you know? So I let this ruse go on for another couple of weeks. I'm just returning eye contact. He's winking. I'm winking. <laughs> you know, we're about to go on stage. He's just like sheathing and unsheathing the sword. And I don't... I'm scared, but I'm, I'm, I'm letting it happen. And so... Um, uh, the, finally the show opens we all go out for a drink at this bar and he we're talking, I'm kind of like let it go in my mind, it's just lingering and he appears behind me and he goes I'm going to go smoke a cigarette, you want to wait in my car? and I go yeah okay I can do that, sure, yeah, sure. <laughs> so so we go out to his car, I guess the cigarettes were in his car, I don't know, uh, it was a long time ago, um, uh, and uh, he unlocks the door, he gets in, let's say, and like unlocks the door, and I get in, and by the time I'm done like checking the mirrors to make sure nobody's looking, I turn over, and it's out, and it's just sitting there, and I look at it, and I go, well, this is what you wanted, isn't it? This is... You made this bed. Okay, so... So... I go for it, and... And it's happening. And I go, hmm, okay. So... I see how you could like this, I do. And I see how you could like think you're great at it. Um, I also see how you could like wanna get better at it. Like as a skill, I, I, I see that it, you know, objectively it seems great. And you know, I, I certainly have more respect for my girlfriend. And then I think, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> and so I stop and I turn to him and I go, you know, it's not, I just, I don't think it's for me, you know? 
this, I, I, I tried, I gave it a good go, but you know, it's great. I don't have a, like a lot to compare to, but like none actually, but like it seems great. Um, and I don't know, it's just, it's not, it's not Topanga. Um, I just, I, I'm sorry. And he looks at me and he says, get the fuck out of my car. And so I do, and I run in a direction, and <laughs> and I, I find my car eventually, and um, and I go back to my life, and you know, my girlfriend and I break up for like obvious, obviously that wasn't if this whole, but still, <laughs> now at least I know, you know, I think. Yeah. Thank you. Our live show, Tales of Male Folly, is performed every other month at the Virgil Bar in Los Angeles at 5419 Santa Monica Boulevard. It's produced and hosted by me, Joe Tower, and all promotional material is designed by Alex Goodette. Our podcast, Tales of Male Folly, will be released twice a month, featuring one story per episode. It's hosted and produced by, again, me, Joe Tower, and executive produced and edited by Brian Weiss. For more new episodes of Tales of Male Folly and other great podcasts, subscribe to the Extra Credit Network. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.